Hello and welcome back to the How Good Sport podcast. We have the footy back tomorrow. How fucking good. I am jealous as seeing all these people in Vegas. Looks like they're having a great time. Kudos to the NRL. They've done a bloody good job promoting this game. Abdo and Peter Volandis, you've got to respect their vision and what they're doing. And as a long-term fan, I love what they're doing. I think this Vegas thing's going to happen or it's locked in for the next five years. So plenty of time to get over there and experience it all for ourselves. Obviously, the season kicks off tomorrow with the first two games with the Seagulls and the Rabbitohs, and then the Roosters and the Broncos, and then we have the sort of 1B part of round one next week, so we're going to see the rest of the teams kick off their season next year. We've still got a few season previews to get through, and today we are looking at the Canberra Raiders. With the Raiders, I've I've got a bit of a soft spot for the Raiders. I've, I've always sort of been a fan of the Raiders and the way that they play footy. I really respect their tough, gritty approach to the game, and I've, I've often made a yearly pilgrimage down there to hang out with my, one of my great mates, Jason Hubbard. Hubbo, hopefully you're tuning in, brother. Shout out to you. And it's always a good time getting down to Canberra, whether it's the middle of winter and it's cold as fuck, or autumn or spring, or, or whatever it is. It's just a good time to get down there and feel that crisp air and, and see what the locals do, whether it's pre-game or post-game making a fool of yourself at uh, Mooseheads if you're not vomiting on the dance floor or nearly getting in a brawl. You're, you're not quite doing it right down there, but it's it's always a good time and, and the game's always a good time too. You know, um, The Raiders put on a good show. There's obviously the Viking clap, but there's a real community aspect where uh, the young crowd can get out there, but there's also families. There's never any bullshit. There's no fights. There's nothing like that. So I certainly respect and uh, enjoy what the Raiders are putting together down there. A little bit worried about the Raiders this year with the loss of White, and I think it leaves them pretty thin in the back line just in terms of having that marquee X-Factor style player. Obviously, they've got Jamal Fogarty and a few sort of workhorse-type players in the back line like your Jordan Rapanas and, and Nick Kotrick, but I just I do worry about what the creativity looks like for them there. I don't think Jamal Fogarty is necessarily one of these halves that's very creative or able to lay on a whole heap of tri-assists. He's a very reliable defender. He's a good kicker. He has a good running game when he runs the ball, but I just don't know that they have that creative style of half or or fullback that they really need. But we'll look into that a little bit further as we go on. Um, about six to eight weeks ago, when I first started looking at some of this stuff, I, I was quite worried about the Raiders and I was probably being a little bit alarmist and thought they might finish with the spoon. But as I've sort of looked at it a little bit more and, and been realistic, the Raiders don't don't really win spoons very often and they win a lot of griff, gritty, tough games that they shouldn't. Um, on the other hand, they, they lose a lot of games against sides that they should beat. But um, as a side, you know, they, they really grind out some tough wins. You know, we saw last year they were the first team to beat Brisbane. I think it was round five or round six. They weren't necessarily doing well and Brisbane were flying, but they still managed to beat them. So they sort of drag you down to their level and, and particularly in Canberra, it's a really hard place to come and play. So no doubt the Ra- Raiders will be doing similar this year. I still do think they'll finish at the lower end of the ladder, but we'll talk a little bit more about that as we get through our prediction. Um, probably one of the more worrying things for me is that Ricky can't really figure out who his fullback is. Um, it's His hooker spot seems a little bit up for grabs too. As the preseason was unfolding and I was doing a lot of research and, and putting these previews together, for anyone who's been following the content, you would have seen that I had Chevy Stewart as one of the guys to watch for the Canberra Raiders. I really thought it was going to be an opportunity for Ricky to blood him, throw him in at fullback, give him the opportunity and, and let him develop over the year. And look, 
to be to be fair to, um, to Ricky and the Raiders and Chevy, he hasn't really set the world on fire in the trials. There's, there's, I've seen some good signs from Chevy. What I did see from Chevy last year in New South Wales Cup was that he can really rise to the occasion. He made some really big plays in their first semi-final match in New South Wales Cup last year, make some big defensive plays. So I saw a player that looked ready for first grade. And look, you could just throw him out there, but um, from what I understand, Ricky's going to go with Jordan Rapana. And when I first heard of that, I nearly vomited all over myself. But um, the more I've kind of looked at it and understood it, I kind of understand where Ricky's going with it. And when I say that statement about vomiting on myself, is not because I don't like Jordan Rapana or not because I don't think he's a good football player. I just don't think he's the fullback that's going to help the Raiders have success. He's going to do a job. Don't get me wrong. I respect what Jordan Rapana does. He's a fucking wind-up toy. He plays with a lot of energy. He puts his heart in his sleeve. Um, you know, he he never plays without any effort. Um, so I really respect what he's doing. But I just don't know that he's the the fullback that the Raiders do do need right now. But they're not exactly spoilt for choice. The other options are. Chevy Stewart or Xavier Savage. So I'm not sure what his hooker position looks like either. We saw Wolford start in uh, the first week of the trials. I would lean towards Wolford, but we also saw Danny Levi last week, and then we've seen Starling in patches too. So I'm not quite sure which way Ricky's going to lean, but we'll name who we think today. I feel like there's a lot of pressure on Jamal Fogarty to lead the side around the park with Whiten leaving. Puts a lot of pressure on his kicking game. He's going to have a rookie 5'8" whether it's K.O. Weeks or Ethan Strange. Either way, there's going to be a lot of pressure on Fogarty as a senior experienced half, a lot of pressure on his kicking game, and a lot of pressure for him to create points. So he's either going to rise to the challenge or he may struggle, and that might be a big part of the reason why I do worry that um, the Raiders you know, may struggle this year. Um, you know, they still have great forwards. The Raiders are never short on forwards, and, and this is part of the thing I kind of don't get with Ricky. He's always putting his, so many of his chips and, and eggs in his forward basket. He's I don't know. It almost seems like he's kind of got to the point now where he's ne- neglected his back line, and it's going to come up to, to catch up to them. I'm probably going to be wrong, but uh, you know it, it is a concern for me. But great forward pack. You know, you've obviously got some senior players like jo- uh, Josh Papali'i and Joseph Tarpany is getting more senior with each year. You know, we saw him dominate the trial, the All-Stars game last week. So he's certainly a really important part of this pack. There's Elliot Whitehead. He's 35 now, though. So maybe he's on the decline. But there's also a good batch of youth coming through that forward pack there, too. So I think that's really promising for the Raiders. Um, You know, we talked about K.O. Weeks. He's someone that looks like he's going to jump in at 5'8". And I know he's got plenty of potential, but I'm really yet to be wowed by him. And it's probably a little bit rough having only played 12 games of first grade, but I just feel like he still needs time to develop and, you know, maybe he needs the season to find his feet. So I hope if Ricky does pick him at 5'8", he can just stick with him, give him the opportunity to show us that promise we saw from KO Weeks coming through the junior grades. But um, we haven't seen a lot of him at 5'8", so I'm just curious to see how that plays out. I'm super impressed by Ethan Strange. We obviously saw what he did in that under-19s New South Wales game last year. He was epic. He just looks like a proper footballer. What I've seen from him in the trials, he plays with great physicality in, in both attack and defense. He he absolutely ironed out Helam Lukey on multiple occasions last week, and he's a fucking tall timber, so that's no mean feat. And um, He looks really dangerous in attack too. He's a ball of energy and looks like he's a nightmare to tackle. 
Um, he might not be your Jack Whiten, but I think he's a quite a similar type of player. And for a young player to come through on considerably less money, he's uh, he's probably not a bad replacement that very well could be a Jack Whiten in two to three years. And to be honest, I don't really care where Ethan Strange plays. As long as he's in the side, I'd be happy with him at centre or 5'8". I just think the Raiders have to pick him. If Of this young crop with your Chevy Stewards, your KO Weeks and your Ethan Strange, for me, Strange has the most promise and he has to play somewhere for me. Uh, it was good to see that he got off a suspension charge there too. I was very worried when I saw a particular tackle last week, so I'm stoked he got off. For the Raiders, they've jagged a pretty good draw, so they only played uh, top four sides from last year five times this season. Um, they play the bottom nine sides 13 times. They do have some tricky games in the first four rounds against the Sharkies, the Knights, um, and they're both away, and then all their buys are between rounds 10 to 19. So um, they'll obviously have a couple of origin players potentially, uh, potentially out this year, depending what happens with Horsburgh. Um, I feel like I've lost track of whether Josh Papali has retired. I believe he has. So um, it might only be Corey Horsburgh that we will see out for the Raiders. Um, so, yeah, I'm not not sure whether that suits them, that um, buy period with three buys within the nine weeks. But I feel like you'd probably want one up your sleeve for later in the year. Um, three of the last four games are against the Roosters, the Panthers, and the Cowboys away. So not a, not a great start nor a great finish. But if the Raiders can be consistent and get themselves in the eight, um, you know, well entrenched, then they won't have to stress about these last games against the tough opponents like your Roosters and your Penrith Panthers. In terms of their starting 17 for round one, this is how I believe it is going to look and how I would like it to look. Uh, I'm naming Jordan Rapana at the one just because I know he's going to be there. Um, like I said, when I first heard this, I was a little bit worried because I just don't know that Jordan Rapana is the best fit at fullback for the Raiders. I know he's done a job there in the past, but I just don't think he offers a whole heap of creativity. He's obviously a ball of energy. He's going to take tough carries. He's going to be great in backfield, diffusing tough kicks, but he's got an error or two in him, you know, with that high energy that he brings, um, you know, he's got an error or two in him, which can be somewhat costly. Um, and I don't just don't know how good his ball playing ability will be. So, It'll be interesting to see how he goes if he's given the whole season, whether we see that develop or not. But, you know, this is obviously a short-term solution. So I wonder if at some stage throughout the year, if uh, Chevy Stewart starts carving up in New South Wales Cup and, and Rapana's not doing great, or the Raiders in general, I think for Ricky, you just got to get him in the side. If, if it looks like the Raiders are out of the eight race, just get Chevy Stewart in the side. Jordan Rapana's fucking 34. He's not your future. You've got to get Chevy Stewart in there. At some stage, or if you're not going to play Stewart, put Savage back there. You need someone with some X factor, and we've seen Savage when he's at his best, he has X factor that this team needs because they're really lacking creativity in that back line. On the wing, Nick Kotrick, uh, we saw some really good signs from Kotrick in the trials, and I think we'll see him get back to his best this year. He obviously seemed to get a little bit uh, lost when he went to the Bulldogs, and he lost a lot of that form that. Saw him get to the Origin Arena, but I think back in Canberra, he seems quite comfortable, seems pretty happy. So I think we'll see the best from Nick Kotrick. On the other wing, Xavier Savage, one of the old train-the-house-down preseason players. Like I said, when he's at his best, he's electric. He scored a try, I believe it was against the Melbourne Storm or the Broncos in the finals a couple of years ago up at Suncourt that was epic. Broke through the team and just burnt so many top-quality players. So if he can rediscover that form, which apparently he has, 
um, then that's a really good sign for the Raiders. It's someone who can break the game open when they need it because they're going to need some players to really stand out. This year, uh, at 5.8 KO weeks, I think uh, – sorry, I missed the centers. Uh Matt Timmercall in the centers. He had a great year last year. I want to see him repeat that. He's realistically the most important player in this back five these days. We saw him last year, what he can do, um, becoming one of these real strike centers that can make a break out of nothing, palm a bloke off, or, or just straight run over the top of them. So Timoko is going to have a big year for the Raiders. They're going to need a lot from him. So hopefully he can maintain that form, but he could be very influential for the Raiders this year. The other center, I want it to be Ethan Strange. I think he'll be better off starting in the centers with a bit less pressure than being in the halves. I think he's a super promising football. We've already spoken a lot about him. Um, just give him a run somewhere. Give him plenty of early ball and, and see what he can do because I think this guy's got a super future ahead of him. As I mentioned, KO Weeks at 5'8". I think he's trained there all offseason. And then if you're putting Strange in the centers, then it makes sense to me to put KO Weeks at 5'8". So I want to just see him given the opportunity to develop throughout the year, whether the team struggles or not, and you have to look at tinkering things. I don't think you tinker with KO Weeks. You tinker with Jordan Rapana, someone who like this who's 34, 35. You need to have some trust and faith in these young players, and, and that's what Ricky needs to do. So like I said, if the season's going down downhill and it's not looking promising, just bear with these players and give them time and, and let them develop. Because you can't just walk into a side at 19, 20, 21 and dominate. It just doesn't happen like that. Not everyone is a Nathan Cleary or a Cameron Munster or these type of guys. So stick with KO Weeks, let him develop, and we know what he can deliver when he's at his best. At halfback, Jamal Fogarty, we've obviously talked about him. Quite a lot of pressure on him uh, losing Jack Wyden and, and having some rookies in the back line. I want to just see Jamal keep it really, really simple. Lean on the attributes that you know you do really well. Kick well, run well, and get early clean ball to your outside backs. You're going to have one great strike center and a potential future great strike center in the other position. So just get it to Timoko on the right, get it to Strange on the left, help out and, and circle around, give KO Week some ball. Really clean, early ball, simplify a game. I think that's all Fogarty has to do. If the team doesn't perform around him, then so be it. But as long as he's doing his job, he's going to be a key part to the Raiders having success this year. So if Fogarty can click and these other young guys, if one of them can sprout wings and show their potential and promise, by all means, the Raiders could push for an eight spot. But I, I just know that it's not that easy for these young guys to click. But I would love to see it happen. And fuck it, I'd really, I would love to see Chevy Stewart get into the side at some stage this year and deliver on that young promise we've seen because um, he could be something pretty special, that guy. In the forward pack, Josh Papali'i looks as fit as I've ever seen him. I heard last week watching that Raiders trial that he's dropped 12, 13 kilos, something like that, and you can really tell. He looks super fit. He looks really well. He's coming into his 14th season with the milk and looking to join the esteemed 300 game club this year. So when you get into that older age, you do have to kind of reinvent yourself and find ways to maintain your form and recovery and these kind of things. So it's good to see that Papa Lee's really thrown himself into the preseason, whether he's trained harder, altered his diet, whatever it is, it looks like it's really worked for him. And I think we're going to see, yeah, um, Josh Papali at his best this year. He sort of dropped off a little bit last year, but we know what he's like when he's at his best. He's one of the more damaging props in the game, and we've seen him score huge tries for the Raiders over the years and for the Maroons. He's just such an impactful player and will be really important as a senior experienced player 
in this squad this year that's probably lacking a little bit of seniority. At hooker, Zach Wolford, like I said, I wasn't 100% sure which way that Ricky was going to lean just based on some of the smoke and mirrors in the trials with so many different options, but I really like Zach Wolford. Um, didn't get a run in the second week of the trials, but maybe that was Ricky just putting him on ice. Um, I liked Wolford last year. I thought he was a really solid defender. I'd love to see him run the ball more. I thought he had a couple of great scoots out of dummy half last year, got some good meters, created some opportunities, but um, I'd love to see him have some faith and, and trust in his own ability and do that a little bit more. And that obviously comes off the back of his forward pack. And, and we know when Papali'i and Tapani and Corey Horsburgh and these guys are really rolling, he'll get more of those opportunities because we see Starling do it off the bench, but I think Wolford can do it this year too. And, and that might be important for the Raiders this year. Joseph Tapani, the other prop, starting prop for the Raiders, he had a fucking ripper of a game in that Maori All-Stars game a couple of weeks ago. Um, you know, he's the alpha of this pack now. Even that Josh Papali is there, Josh Tarpany, Joseph Tarpany is the alpha in this pack now. So I'm really keen to see how he goes this year. He's obviously going to be instrumental for the Raiders. I think Ricky's probably going to expect big minutes from Joseph Tarpany this year. Um, so I just hope he can maintain that kind of consistent across the 55, 60, 65 minutes because this guy could be in the sort of top echelon among your pain horses and, and maybe he's there already. But, you know, I, f- I feel like he's got another level he could go to and, and he could be like your Josh Papali'i five, six years ago where he's scoring these tries to help him get into prelims or grand finals, these kind of things. So Joseph Tuppany goes without saying super important for the Raiders this year. Hudson Young on the left edge. He scored 23 tries in the last two seasons, which is crazy for a second-row forward. Um, pretty amazing stat. And we, we've seen him have a hand in so many others in terms of setting them up or being an influential player in second-phase play. He sort of has that rare ability for a second-row to break a game wide open. Um, so um, the Raiders are going to need more of that this year. Like I said, at times I, I'm sort of worried about where their creativity comes from. And there's probably going to be games where Hudson Young's going to win him the game by doing one of his grubbers through and kicks for himself or grubbering for someone else or something fucking crazy that he pulls out of his ass. So he's going to be important. I just want to see him improve defensively this year. He can be guilty of missing some important tackles. So um, that'll be interesting if he's on the left with Ethan Strange. Obviously super important that they get that communication and connection going sooner rather than later. Otherwise, they might get targeted a little bit there on that left edge. Um, Elliot Whitehead, I believe he'll be on the right with uh, Matty Timoko. Uh, He's 35 this year, playing his ninth season for the Raiders. We've seen such quality, consistent football from Elliot Whitehead over the years. And and he's, in some regards, similar to Hudson Young in, in his ability to um, to force an offload, create second phase play, and and help set up tries on that right edge. He's, he's a good ball playing option. He's played a lot of lock throughout his time for the Raiders, so uh, he's a really experienced player. And um, you know, where, even if his contributions are maybe um, declining for the Raiders as he gets older, his experience on the field is super important for these guys over the year. And and whether he's there for another year this year, sorry, next year. At lock, Morgan Smithies is going to start for the Raiders with Big Red out, suspended. I'm not going to pretend I know much about this bloke. I haven't seen a whole heap of him or or what he's done in the Super League. He looked fairly solid in the trials. I think he made 20 tackles and then ran five times for 50-odd metres, and you can't tell um, how many minutes these players played in the trials. According to the stat man, they all played fucking 80 minutes, including the bench players. 
Um, so make sense of that. But anyway, he, he looked solid and people from Canberra seemed happy with him. I saw some articles that were fairly hyperbolic um, comparing him to Isaiah Yeo and these kind of players. So it'll be interesting to see if he reaches such heights or, or maybe that's just about the the style in which he plays. So it'll be cool to see what Morgan Smithies is like. It's, it's cool to see how Ricky invests in these guys from the um, Super League. He's obviously done it with Elliot Whitehead. Um, he did it with... Um, I can't even remember his fucking name at the moment, but the hooker, um, Hodgson, he's done it with a few players, and we saw it with Bateman a few years back too. So Ricky's got a good ability to identify talent over in the Super League and get them over. So hope to see the same from Morgan Smithies this year. Off the bench, Tom Starling. I love everything Starling does off the bench. Love his running game. He plays and defends with a lot of physicality. He's a great X factor and an option for the Raiders off the bench. So keen to see Tommy Starling this year off the pine. Um, You know, obviously he's had a little bit of stuff going on in the background, which was all resolved last year. So I think for him this year to have a full season without any crap and bullshit going on in the background, that'll be really important. I think we're going to see the best of Tommy Starling this year again. Emre Gula, uh, he's been very consistent for the Raiders off the bench, comes out provides very consistent output uh, for the Raiders each year. I actually had to tackle this bloke uh, playing for Mascot Reggie's a few years ago. He was about 15 and absolutely bulldozed me. It would have been hilarious for anyone that was watching in the stands, but he's a fucking beast. So I'm keen to see him. Uh, I feel like he's got more levels, Emre Gula. So I hope with more opportunities this year for the Raiders, we can see that. I think he can offer a bit more in attack for the Raiders and, and have a bit more impact off the bench this year. Obviously, they signed Zach Hosking in the offseason from the Penny Panthers. So I really rate Zach Hosking. I loved what he did in that Penrith system this year, last year. So I hope we can see him transfer that to the Raiders. Having that experience and coming from such a successful system like the Penrith Panthers, I'm sure he's got a lot that he can share with this squad in terms of preparation and what it's like to be a successful team that's winning regularly. What does your preparation look like? What does your recovery look like? I think that's really important because in this team, there's not really a lot of experience of um, you know, great heights of success and winning premierships and these kind of things. Um, so that's important for him to bring that across to this Raiders squad. At 17, I'm not sure. I've gone a dash between either Pasami Solo or Adam Mariata. Adam Mariata. Um, I've heard a lot, a lot of noise about Adam Mariota. Uh, apologies if I got that wrong the first time in the preseason. A lot of people predicting big things from him uh, this season. So I'm sure he's he's going to get a run and it might be in round one, but I was really impressed with what I saw from Basami Solo in the trials as well. So I think it's not a bad little headache for Ricky to have. Obviously, this forward depth that we talked about and some of these younger guys coming through provide, create some good headaches for Ricky off the bench. So I think he'll either lean between Basami Solo or Ada Mariotta. Um, Mariota's sort of being compared to your Josh Papali'i-style player. So if he can sort of reach anywhere near that, then I think he's probably going to grab that position in the long run. But uh, I feel like he could also go Pasami Solo based off his form in the trials. He looked good, made good meters, good post-contact meters, and, and good solid defender as well. For the Raiders, like I said, I predict that they're going to finish in that 13-17 to 17 bracket. I think they've got some really tricky games to start and end the season. I think for Ricky, he's still trying to put pieces of the puzzle together and figure out what this team looks like. Uh, I love their forward pack. I think it's a great forward pack. There's some good balance in that forward pack. Um, but I think as a spine, you know, Wolford, 
obviously, Jamal Fogarty has experience, but KO Weeks, Rapana at fullback, makeshift fullback, and then you're potentially at some stage uh, tinkering with that. You might have a Chevy Stewart coming in. So I think there's going to be some instability in that spine this year, and that's really not what you want if you're going to be a successful side that's challenging for the eight. So bit worried about the Raiders. That's why I see them finishing 13th to 17th, but I would not be shocked to be slapped in the face and see them finish 7th or 8th either because, like I said, they play a really gritty, respectful style of football where they never throw the towel in. They always seem in the game right up until the end, uh, and that can kind of be their Achilles heels too because that when they don't put teams away, they can lose some fucking games right at the end too. So... In terms of the Raiders squad, there's some really exciting players in the squad. I've talked about Chevy Stewart 14,000 times. I think he's got so much potential. I don't have a player to compare him to, but you know his ability to step and, and have footwork uh, whereby he moves laterally and doesn't lose any speed, I think that's a really admirable quality for a fullback. He's got good speed. Like I said, I've seen big moments in New South Wales Cup games where he's helped his side win, so that sort of stuff's really important and stands out to me. I really like the look of Michael Asamua, who played on the wing. I think he played right wing in that first trial for the Raiders, so I thought he showed some really good signs, lots of tough carries, lots of tackle breaks, big post-contact meters, so I thought he looked good. And then Peter Holler as well stood out to me. I thought he was great in the trials for the Canberra Raiders, so look out for him to get a go on the bench for the Raiders this year. One last player I liked the look of was Noah Martin in that first trial. He looks like a real firebrand. I think he got sin-binned in the end, uh, but uh, he looks like a good player to have, kind of like another big red almost in the team. So watch out for him if he gets an opportunity throughout the year for the Raiders. As usual, they've got plenty of fucking forwards. That's certainly not their issue, but my concern for them is in the backs and the spine. So 13th to 17th for the Raiders. Hope they have a better season than what I'm predicting. Like I said, I really enjoy getting down and watching games there in Canberra. I think it's a good good day all around can be had when you're going out before the game, get to the game and going out after. Um, it's, it's a great day, whether you are a local or, or just visiting. Um, they put on a good show down there at Canberra. But looking forward to seeing what the Raiders can do in their first game next week. I believe they're versing the Knights, so a tricky one to start the year. Uh, wish them all the best and their fans for a great season. Thank you for tuning in. Please like, subscribe, and give us some honest reviews on the podcasting platforms. Send us a DM also if you've got anything that you'd uh, love to chat about. Otherwise, thank you for tuning in, and we'll have a couple more previews to come in the next couple of days. Thank you.